Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. I'm your host, as usual, Mike Tanner, and today I want to talk a little bit about expectations, especially as it relates to building relationships in business. I wrote a piece a few years ago about the idea that there are a group of people or several groups of people that are often overlooked when you're looking for uh, people to work with you because they look a certain way. So, you know, people who skateboard, people with tattoos, people like punk music, people with beards. Uh, for a long time, there was this idea of like, if you're not clean shaven and, and, and untattooed, then you're, you know, you're unprofessional. And I'm not going to speak so much to that exactly, um, because I, I said a lot in that, in that article, but I will say that I believe strongly that they're, you know, it, having grown a beard, it's not super easy. And for a while, you seem kind of like a moron, but you stick with it because it, it you know, it works out for you uh, in the end. And I just really think that we tend to judge people very, very quickly based purely on their appearance. There's a, a really, really great book. Uh, called You Must Be a Basketball Player. Uh, it's by Dr. Anthony Stewart. I believe Dr. He's a former professor of mine. And he's he was an amazing teacher, like really, really incredible. Uh, but he's also a six foot six black man. And he wrote this book called You Must Be a Basketball Player that sort of spoke to sort of our preconceived notions of people based on what we see. And in this book, he wrote a story about how he was on a flight and he saw someone with a pair of Doc Martens, shaved head, um, white T-shirt, pair of clean jeans. And he made a very quick judgment about what that person's political leanings might be. And it, it turned out they were someone who was going to be presenting at the very same conference he was heading to. They were uh, someone whom he admired, who he would be working with. Uh, but he had this preconceived notion of it. And I, I just think that we rely too heavily on looks in order to determine the quality of someone's character. And we do it not just in people, but we do it across the board when it comes to content. One of the things that I made very clear when I started recording this podcast was this was not going to be the highest audio quality podcast that you'd ever heard. Right now, I'm driving a manual transmission car through downtown Halifax in the rain around Christmas. This is not a great idea as it relates to audio quality. There's going to be, you're going to hear cars, you're going to hear honking, you're going to hear all these sorts of things. And, and hopefully that's cut down a little bit with some decent equipment. But um, I made very clear off the get-go that it, it really wasn't about the audio quality. It was about the content that I was going to deliver and that that is what I wanted people to judge me on. I at one point made a comment online when I was talking about this and about podcasting quality in general. And the comment was that Gary V could record a podcast on a speak and spell in an airport bathroom 
or an airplane bathroom and you'd listen to it because the content would be great. So fast forward a little bit and Gary V records the airplane project, which is him on an airplane recording content. It sounds awful. The audio quality is not good, but it is a Jerry Maguire style manifesto and it's so powerful and so moving and it doesn't matter what it sounds like to go from to go from there. Another story that I'll relate to you uh, is the story of the Thai Shan Inn. In Toronto, there is a Thai restaurant. And uh, I went there one time with my wife's cousin. And as I was on my way there, my wife's cousin related to me this story of his experience at the Thai Shan Inn. He really wanted me to experience the the actual, um, the physical place we were going because it is a very narrow, very small restaurant. The tables are covered in a, what looks like a plastic tablecloth, which is later revealed to you to be uh, garbage bag material. And they just sweep up everything in that, in, in one of them. And there's a new one underneath. They use the plastic water pitchers that I'm almost sure are not BPA free. And there is a lineup out the door of people waiting for takeout. At one point, they were closed for renovations. And when someone said to the owner, like, oh, are you renovating the dining room? The owner said, no, the kitchen. Why would I renovate the dining room? Uh, they also sat once. Um, we, there, we were also there one time in front of a food inspector who was like, and so we were, we thought, Oh God, has there been a complaint? And he said, no, this is where I get my food. But if you looked at the Tai Shan Inn and probably even if you sat down at the Tai Shan Inn, you would, you'd be appalled. I mean, you'd be like, this is not a restaurant I want to eat in. There's a restaurant in Halifax called the West Cliff. The West Cliff is a place that has absolutely delicious dirt cheap diner food in order to procure this delicious dirt cheap diner food. You need to sit through the husband and wife who are the owners arguing a lot about, about everything you can imagine. And so over time I've started to realize that it really is about the actual end experience and not about the uh, the look of things. You know, we spend so much time focused on how things look, and we don't spend nearly enough time focused on the end results. We don't spend enough time focused on what actually works and what doesn't work. You know, we take pictures of food that looks pretty, even if it doesn't taste great. We post pictures of how well we're doing when we're not. And this whole idea of judging based on what we see, I think is incredibly important as we move forward in a world and a society where so much is judged on that physical uh, appearance. Um, here's a prime example. I am a great big man. I'm not small. I'm getting smaller 
and I'm happy to get smaller because I, I believe I will be healthier. But I, I'm still a large man. I'm, I'm over 250 pounds at this point. And at no point am I going to mis- be mistaken for, you know, a marathoner or anything like that. At one point at last year, well, January, I guess, of, of 2017, I began doing uh, yoga. And I had a friend who did these yoga challenges. And the way these yoga challenges work is you post a picture of yourself each day in some sort of particular yoga pose. And it's a, it, it's a really neat idea, actually, um, because you get to try out all these different poses and you get to show people what you're doing. So some of them were a little bit difficult to get into. And so what I would do is I would take a video of me getting into the pose. And then I would take a screenshot when it looked most like the pose. And some of these people thought, oh, my God, like, I can't believe he can actually do that. And also there was this sort of concept of, oh, well, he can do that so easily. Like that that's easy to him. And it, it was not at any point easy to me. And so what I started doing was actually posting the yoga fail videos. I started posting pictures and videos of, hey, you saw that great crow pose, right? Okay. Did you see when I almost broke my neck falling over? Did you see when I fell on my face laughing? Did you see when I literally said, nope, can't do this over and over again? And that realism didn't detract from my followers. In fact, it it increased it. It made me more accessible to people. And so when we judge based on these very cursory visual cues, I think we are making a big mistake because I think that there is a great deal of possibility that lies in the things that maybe don't look so pretty. You know, I work with so prime example. I work with uh, helping a renovator and craftsman with a social media campaign. And one of the things that we talked about was the idea that before he doesn't love before and after photos. Because in Instagram, you might not notice that there's the slider for you to go through to the next image. So you might look at something and just think, oh, well, that's that's what they're doing. Like, that's what they work. I don't like that. That's not great. I can't I can't figure out where it would go and all these sorts of things. And so what we ended up talking about doing was doing after and before photos. So, hey, here's this great uh, bathroom renovation. Um, and then here's what it looked like before we started so that you really focus on the good picture. And it's a shame that we have to do that because the real focus should be on being able to take that, that bad thing and, you know, reimagine it, re-envision it, turning it into something good. But as people, we're stuck on this concept that we need to see the best things all the time. There's a, uh, a yogi named, I want to say Jason Crandall, but I, I might be wrong. And he used to post these incredible, like, I mean, incredible pictures of himself on Instagram doing these amazing poses. And he stopped and he stopped because he was making people feel bad that they couldn't do it and that he made it look so easy when he explained, I've been doing this for 30 years. Do you know how long it took me to be able to do this pose the first time? And so 
I think that we are in a society that judges very harshly based on the visuals that we see. But I want you to realize that some of the best people that you'll ever meet, some of the best restaurants you'll ever eat in, some of the best brands you'll ever interact with, some of the best accounts that you'll ever follow, they don't look pretty all the time. Sometimes they look tired. Sometimes they look broken. Sometimes they look defeated. Sometimes they look a lot of different things. And the value comes in pushing through that. There was, there was a story of someone that I met when I was at university. And we worked with, uh, I worked with her. And no one that I worked with liked her. People said very rude things about her. And because she was very rude and short with them. And after a while of me talking to her and, and hanging out with her, we got to a point where I kind of said, like, you know, I get to see this really nice side of you. Why is it that you, you don't show that to other people and you've created this sort of uh, conflicting dynamic with those people? And she said, people who aren't willing to look past a little bit of the blemishes, I don't want in my life. And I really, really loved that. I loved the idea that you, she was not going to make it easy to befriend her, but that she was going to make it valuable if you did. And we live in a society where everyone wants easy. Everyone wants easy all the time. And I really value this one woman who decided that quality was much more important than accessibility. And um, I, I just really value that. And I think that, so all that being said, this is difficult because I work in the branding sphere. One of my jobs is to come up with logos, fonts, visual representations, social media campaigns and content that give people a certain view of a business. But the one thing I will say is that I can't make ugly look pretty. And what I mean by that is if you are ugly internally as a company, if your processes, if your thoughts, if your product, if your services, if your customer service, if your user experience and all those things are ugly, no pretty logo is going to fix that. So there does come a point where you do really have to judge based on the character rather than what you see. Um, and I think that that's something that we really need to think about as we move forward. I have purchased products on Instagram that have been represented in a certain way. And when I've received the product, I thought, wow, this is not at all what I was expecting because they did such a good job of representing themselves. And so that, that knife goes both ways. You're going to find great things that don't look so pretty, and you're going to find pretty things that aren't so great. And our job as consumers and as humans is to try to find the balance between those things. And I sincerely hope that you take the effort to do that. Thanks for joining me today. If you have any questions about this episode or any other episode, please uh, feel free to email me, mike at oneredcap.com. I'd really appreciate some more reviews and ratings 
uh, even if they're one stars. Honestly, if that's what you want to give us, I would just love to know what people uh, think of the show and think of, of what I'm doing. And if you have any suggestions as to things you'd like to hear me talk about, we had a few episodes that were straight from listeners. Uh, please feel free to reach out. If you have a comment or something like that that you want to make, uh, please reach out to me via email. I'm, I'm happy to sort of talk about all those things on air or off air as you request. And um, it's been a pleasure talking with you this morning. Take care.